0: Welcome to Episode Party, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Jack Tudor. I'm joined here by Freddie Harrison. Freddie, hello. Hey. Hey. And also today, our guest uh, is my dearest father, Steve Tudor. Steve, hello.
1: Hello, dearest son and Freddie. Hi.
0: (laughs) So, uh, as discussed beforehand, I'm going to call you Steve throughout this, just, yeah, because that will get a bit weird. Um So, so as, as <laughs> with before
1: your father That yeah. would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so as with before, we're going to talk about three podcasts. We've all selected a podcast each um, that we wanted to recommend to the other two. We've all gone away and uh, listened to each of the podcasts, uh, assembled a few thoughts, uh, and now we've all grouped here today to talk about them. So I'm going to kick us off with our first podcast for this time round. Now, I've selected a podcast called The Rich Roll Podcast. And uh, there's a bit of a backstory with The Rich Roll Podcast and my relationship with it, which is that I love running. Uh, I've been a a runner, I guess you could say, for a little while now. And um, I fell out of running on a regular basis a a few years back and was looking for ways to give myself a bit of a boot up the backside and and get back out there and um, uh, I did a search for fitness and well-being podcasts and this one came up Uh, I started listening to it and essentially it's this this chap called Rich Roll Um, he's a ultra athlete so he does these ridiculously wrong Long runs and uh, triathlons and all sorts, um, and he brings on uh, guests who are like top performers and athletes and uh, nutritionists and experts in spirituality and and whatnot. And um, they have these very big rambling conversations about how they ascended to uh, to do what they do at the level that they do it. Uh, and Rich himself is a recovering alcoholic. Uh, and so there's a bit of a backstory there where he's kind of gone from nothing to, uh, you know, to what he is now. So it is incredibly cheesy. And I'm not going to pretend that it's not because uh, i'm sure that will come up <laughs> at one point i don't want people to think that i you know think that this is you know the most genuinely inspirational thing out there but it has really i take a lot of so the one i've recommended is uh, the interview with robin arzon who is a uh, runner based in new york who runs a lot of running clubs does um, a lot of spinning classes and has a lot of energy to her and this um, ridiculous laugh which is just like these little pellets of energy which when I listen to (laughs) her talking it just buoys me with the energy to go and get out and start running again and I don't agree with everything she says Uh, like I say she's as cheesy as he is and so they're a dangerous team really but you know they've got me back out there, and I listen to his podcast on a relatively regular basis um I've got more reservations about him as well, so I have a kind of conflicted relationship with rich roll um but I want to hear what you guys say, and uh yeah, let me know what you think Freddie, what what did you what did you make of this podcast
2: yeah, so You've recommended this to me before, and I've never, never, ever got around to listening to it. Primarily because I try and balance out like really long conversational podcasts that last an hour and a half or whatever with um, much shorter podcasts that are more produced. Um, so I've never really got around to it, but it feels like it's, you know, along the same veins as like the Tim Ferriss show, for example. Um, mm-hmm. But. In some ways, and I know you said it's really cheesy, but in some ways it feels a lot more authentic than perhaps the Tim Ferriss show does. Um, it feels a lot less selly, I guess is a good way of putting it. I mean, I maybe I'm, you've just picked an episode where someone's not deliberately trying to sell something but it does it does feel it does feel kind of a little bit more authentic I have to admit when it started at the beginning and he does that kind of really long monologue before he gets to introducing Robin oh my I gosh. was a bit like kind I kind of kind of skip this and I, I thought I'll stick with it just in case he says something of interest and he didn't but um,
1: <laughs>
2: but once once he actually got to introducing Robin I actually really liked the fact that he did this really long introduction Um. Because I think there's a tendency, if if we're going to do a direct comparison with the Tim Ferriss show, Tim Ferriss kind of explains how he's like gone to dinner with this person that he's about to interview. And then he just like jumps into it. But I really liked the fact that um, with the Ritual podcast, he kind of goes to some effort to like, write a really nice introduction to that person and and speak about them. And actually, when it got into the conversation, I, I felt it was quite nice because although they're, like, you know, sickeningly positive people, um like, the, the conversation wasn't, like, horribly energetic. It wasn't, like... Do you, do you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't feel like they were kind of like trying to outshout each other in terms of positivity. They were just having a chat about what is an overwhelmingly positive conversation in terms of subject matter, but they, they didn't, it didn't sound overly enthusiastic, which actually was really lovely. So in that sense, I enjoyed it. I would totally agree with you, Jack, that it is a little bit cheesy. Um, but I'm, consider me, there's someone who's never listened to this podcast until about, fifteen minutes ago. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a bit it, was, it was a, bit of a week. Um I'm actually I'm I'm I'm, I'm pretty sold and I I'm definitely gonna seek out a few more episodes.
0: Okay. Interesting perspective. Um and <sighs> So let's get the perspective of Steve because I know I knew I recommended this one because I knew that he'd be um, a spiritual kindred spirit of yours uh, and that you would um, hey. probably see a lot of yourself in this chap. So if you'd like yeah. to just confirm that for me, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I'll just introduce you to your father is here with me. But in the meantime, <laughs> um, I think, do you know, an, an interesting, I think, uh, Freddie's perspective about it being uh, – Authentic, and I and I and I and I guess there there um, was a little bit on my part. I guess a little bit of a discomfort about that. Is it to me being relatively new to podcasts as well? And Jack kindly sent me uh, the wrong episode to listen to first. So I, I don't, I don't <laughs> listen to many podcasts. So I listened to episodes. the. I, I yeah. So I listened to the other ones first. And the great news is that one of the other ones I was sent was also a. Uh, the latest interview with Robin Arzon, who he, he obviously likes a lot and they love each other a lot, is clearly uh, uh, obvious from listening to him. But to me, I mean, I, I just felt, you know, and let's take this as someone who doesn't listen to loads of podcasts, but I just found that the the, the, the cheesiness and, uh, for example, I was listening and looking, I think it hasn't started yet and I'm eight, nine, ten minutes into it. Um, <laughs> the the, the two-minute sort of, only one sponsor sort of intro and and the like you know come on people um for me, he sounded a little bit of a cheap salesman type of trying to push uh, wheels for everybody and come on if you want to support our show, support our sponsors and it didn 't even sound tongue in cheek to me um, <laughs> then again, four and a half minutes it was actually, so you know it 's sad isn 't it of describing his mantra for the show and and it was quite interesting because i I, I if it was to inspire, I think the energy of it inspired me quite considerably, to the fact that, are these people serious? Are they really that, you know, uh, you know, enthusiastic and as keen and energetic about, you know, but I found it quite elitist. And I thought for somebody like me, and, and this is called How to Undo Ordinary. I mean, I'm probably quite ordinary. I've got an average awareness, I guess, and consciousness over getting and keeping fit. Um, but the fact that you're sitting there talking to a high-performance guest, and the types of things they're talking about didn't really give me actually much inspiration or a leg up to getting out there and getting a little bit fitter. Unless I think he said at one point, you want to swim like a salmon against the flow. Now, I thought of <laughs> myself, as a few things, but never, never quite that. Um, I found his whispering tones a, a, a little bit... Um, I say, for me, a little bit fake in sincerity, but I think that's probably quite an unkind thing to say. Um, but the bits about we're on earth to serve other people, that is the key. Um, and we really need to shed our old skin and this is what it's all about, sort of it, everything except amen at the end of it for me. Um <laughs> But but having said, you know, but then it's quite interesting because I can see that what's out there in the world of podcasts, I'm finding, there are some rather specialised areas. And look, we're not all alike. This guy's been going for a lot of years. And uh, clearly, you know, this other individual, there's a lot in common. I think they both come from a legal background is that right as yeah. well they were both lawyers and yeah. things that's right which I have to say they've got that connection and they're just two people that, that clearly have a lot in common and I, I'm sure for some that are really into the exercise or you know, like you Jack wanting to get back out there then then clearly there, there's energy but it, it, it sounds a bit dismissive of people that might be quite ordinary and just looking perhaps say, I'd like a few tips or a few things to get me going it's just general I thought it you know very motivational for those that probably are uh, uh given back to it or or already up there I would say. But um I found it it's a interesting at best I would say.
0: Yeah, fair enough. I mean I, I see what you're saying. And I think yeah, there's a hyperbolic aspect to it where everything is brilliant and they're faultless human beings, uh and you know, they just live and eat and breathe kale yes. and um oneness <laughs> and, you know, uh Buddhism and whatever. But um sometimes I want that and I I kind of have to ingest it with the knowledge that a lot of what they're saying um does rub me up the wrong way but there's this sense of listening to people with such a granted maybe verging on obnoxious assurance in what they're doing uh that for me I uh, I don't know it just it just gives me a bit of a push sometimes to hear people from that perspective and yeah and i think there's certain circumstances where i'm just like just tell me what i need to know give me a few tips as a, a layman yeah. of what i need yeah. but you know this podcast may, has a, go on you may just as
1: a thought you just say, i mean you say that and then do you know like this sh- the, the it was actually uh she's got this book isn't it called shut up and run and i don't know if you got to in in one of the many episodes you sent me as torture to go through um, (laughs) i heard I, i i heard her say there that you know this shut up and run It's a phrase that she's used in this other episode I listened to, Mm. and it's her response largely to those who reach out to her, sometimes by email, to ask advice, and as she said, about aspects of starting a new exercise running regime. And she suggests that someone who asks questions over running shoes uh, would be best just to get on with it and get out there, you know, shut up and run, yeah, rather than taking time over the selection of footwear. So her response would be to somebody, look, I wonder what shoes I should wear and all of that would be shut up and run, which, you know, doesn't feel very motivational. I mean, I I
0: don't... (laughs) Well, that's the thing, I think, that got me out there because... um, I know it does sound... I mean, literally, if that dialogue took place, someone came up to her and said, listen, I've been agonising over these two pairs of running shoes, and she just replied, shut up and run. I mean, that seems pretty cold <laughs> as a personal interaction. Yeah. But as a, a general thing, I mean, I, that I found that quite interesting. What One thing that I will say with him that I do find slightly irritating is that he implants um, opinions into other people's mouths, sometimes where... His perspective on what they've been through, uh, I would probably estimate isn't really wanted. He tells people Mm -hmm. that they've had traumatic experiences in their childhood. uh, And I've heard a couple of people on the show almost laugh at that point and then proceed to correct the uh experience that they've been through and maybe the nuance that rich might have left out in labeling their own experiences as traumatic so he can sometimes talk at people and almost try to um, therapize them rather than interviewing them Mm -hmm. and i think that comes from you know being someone who perceives himself perhaps in a sort of guru role but yeah um, so you know on reflection and having dismantled this podcast uh, entirely I don't think I'll ever listen to it again now so thanks guys <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm out of interest Jack is it
2: like are they uh, cuz i'm looking through at the guests do they all specifically talk about running or is it just about no. high performance in general cuz i can, like there's a lot of like there's like Steve O'Meary Moby Ariana Huffington um there's loads of people in here that aren't necessarily associate with fitness so mm-hmm. what are the other episodes like are they of the same vein or is it only really when he gets onto fitness that he really gets a bit I don't know,
0: uh, yeah, um mm, I, I I think no he do, he does kind of take the same perspective. To be to be honest, I think he's got a little bit better recently. He had a period mm. where uh, I you know, he just wasn't asking questions. He was just um basically foghorning people. Um right. but um uh, so so the other episodes you've got, you got the one you mentioned with Ariana Huffington um mm. you know runs the Huffington Post. Uh, really interesting. She talks about the importance of sleep and um oh, weight which- sleep. She loves sleep. Um, surprisingly, she gets anything done. But she she talks about um, techniques for a better night's sleep and, and yeah, the importance of sleep in her life. And that is really really interesting. And that was one of the first ones I listened to, listened to. And he does actually take a more of a that's my cat. He does actually take more of a back seat in that one. Keep
1: it real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so they do vary, and there are some which are more irritating than others. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I think I've stuck with it, is that there's a sort of variable reward going on where some of them are actually pretty, some of them are good and some of them are, are, are absolutely passable.
2: Are these, so the the, the Ariana Huffington one, one you mentioned, is it any more practical in the sense that there are things that are discussed that you could take away as a kind of
0: a tip that you could use? Um, it's a good question. I listened to that one and then proceeded to listen to about, uh, basically it was an entry point for me for going, right, I need to sleep better. I can't remember whether I derived any specific advice from that one, but I know definitely that I listened to it and I was like, oh man, I need to, you know, start getting myself a good night's sleep and Mm listen to three or four other podcasts about sleep, which did give me practical advice on how to sleep better. So, um, I, for me, like I say, and it comes back to the thing of, it's, it's it's a, it's a real sort of um gateway for me this podcast in the sense that i don't i I derive a sort of sentiment or like a a motivation Mm -hmm. to do something which perhaps then i'll go elsewhere to actually uh, apply it in the nitty-gritty sure so um so yeah so mixed mixed response on rich roll um (laughs) (laughs) to
1: say the least sorry about that
0: i do want to turn to you now uh Steve because you've recommended a, a podcast for us here what have you what have you put forward
1: being new to podcasts I thought I'd made a new discovery um obviously this one's been going since 2008 about I think eight to 900 episodes so far and um is um in the iTunes uh, top 10 podcast with about five million downloads per month so, um, it, <laughs> so wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't quite thing. the new It wasn't really <laughs> <laughs> the, the new discovery and for me to suggest I thought it was quite good um just concur with about another five million people a month but but quite frankly quite interesting as a as a, as a sort of new way into podcast for me I mean the title th- things you should know I mean rather than talk about the specific episode at this stage but stuff you just know. to say I wouldn't, oh yeah, sorry, thing, oh, that's what I'll do as well, S- uh, stuff you should know. Now, I wasn't sure when I heard it whether this is a bit of a sort of a nerdy look at things that I should already know about, um, and I didn't fancy being shown up for what I didn't know, if people thought I should, but it was really, yeah, you know, it's it's more of an invite to find out about things that, that you either, either are familiar with, but they go into it and provide a great bit of history, context, and I thought great research, or things I didn't know about. Because, uh, you know, but great research they provide, I mean, and the style and format of the show, I could spend many hours being entertained by the odd fact of, uh, you know, things to show off about when you're around the dining table or whatever, um, should one of of these obscure subjects come up. But I was really quite surprised because I found myself listening to to things you know like this particular one about free speech you think you know a bit about it and you dip in and and they just you know the way that they cover the history of things the way that they uh, pull these things together and for me um what I like about it is I mean it's got this sort of um, style where it's really well researched I find it very informative I don't think they're thrusting opinions on you and there doesn't seem to be any right or wrong answers Um, But they also get this sort of balance right. And for me, new to podcasts, again, and I won't say it anymore, um, they've got this really sort of... It sounds spontaneous-ish, but it's very conversational. But you have to know and believe that it is incredibly well-researched. And I guess the fact they've been sitting down like this, you know, uh, putting these shows together for the last, what, eight, nine years... Uh, they've got it. They've got a chemistry and and a way of talking together that I think comes across in a very comfortable way to listen to. So um, for me, I'm I, I I just look forward to the next one coming out each time. And the great music, obviously, there's a fair back catalogue to be dipping into as and when I uh, as when I want to. Uh, interestingly, I mean, the guys themselves, Chuck Bryant and Josh Clark, sort of mid forties ish. Uh, there are spin-offs to this. There's a um, TV video show on YouTube. I don't oh, know if wow. you guys have seen that. Yeah, have you seen any no. of that?
0: It's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's it's really strange because it's it's a bit like The Office. Yes, it yeah. <laughs> in the, it's a it's a real podcast, as they say, in a fictional world. So it's what they do as themselves, but then these other sort of characters around them, and and it's it's. Really quite strange. I don't think it's a full TV show, but it's sort of certainly a video show, and it's certainly on YouTube.
0: It was, um, uh, it, it was on TV. I think it is. Re- I, I don't think. It, I think it lasted for like a season and then got cancelled. But it's weird because yes. I saw one. And I think they're in a lift. And there was, like, a bunch of bees in the lift or something. And then they were, like, was, the bees were coming for them. And they are like, ah! And then, like, let me tell you something about bees. And then would like, shoehorn in a fact about yeah. bees. But I it's know. just them it's, oh, it's... Wow, walking around and just plucking bits of trivia out of the ether. It, it was, I mean, obviously it was very tongue-in-cheek, which is kind of their thing, but... Um, you know yeah it was it's odd
1: <laughs> so that's how uh, uh, that's that's me that's what i mean i well you know the, but this particular i just chose this it could have been anyone but it happened to be one that i listened to quite recently sort of how free speech works which um uh we just i found just interesting i thought i know a bit about it but then again they ply their trade on it give you a bit of history give you some interesting talks and what i do like they do occasionally go Right off at a tangent, and they do go down rabbit holes, and and they're just their patter and talk. I think it's just you know really easy to listen to. I I plug it in when I go walking, and I have to say I listen to it. They were asked, I think, on a, on a they did a Google Talk appearance, um, and uh, end of last year, and that's on YouTube, which is quite interesting. They were just interviewed about what they do, and they were asked whether they're whether they're educators or entertainers. And their answer was, first answer was, of course, uh, edutainers, which. Um, <laughs> but but ultimately, they see themselves more as entertainers because they don't put themselves of educating. They don't say they've got all the facts right, but they just put stuff out there that they research in their style, which I thought was really good. So that's me, and I'm, I'm really pleased I found it, along with the other umpteen million people out there. <laughs> so, what did, what, did, what, did, what did you guys think? Uh, Freddie, what was your. Uh, you do you know
2: i i uh downloaded this podcast some time ago and then and then kind of very quickly got rid of it because at the time i was only very very interested in, in very produced highly produced podcasts and uh, conversational podcasts didn't like do anything for me and um, so when i saw the suggestion i thought oh well i've got this kind of idea of what i'd like or not like about this in my head and actually when i listened to the episode um this morning um i ended up really loving it again because I kind of came to appreciate how casual they sound but how much work is probably going in in their own heads and, you know, in in the preparation and the the fact that they can do such a good job of, of chatting so conversationally but getting so much information that's correct into a conversation is, is brilliant and um, I, I do really want to listen to a few more now and I feel like I the first time round when I kind of quickly dismissed it I probably made a really bad judgment so it was really good to listen to it again I think that
1: uh, they've just got such a great way about them.
0: Yeah I think so I think um, uh, do you know what? Well you
1: put me onto it didn't you Jack really? Yes. I mean, I was... I was only, I only thought there was one podcast out there three months ago. <laughs> you've come so a you long me way. So you've another list. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Up to three now. <laughs> so, uh,
0: so what I find really interesting and what was really important for me in coming to really enjoy Stuff You Should Know was understanding how the episodes are made. So... What they do with each subject is they take an article from the website howstuffworks.com and they use that as the basis of the conversation that they're having. So the you know they'll have like an article that's about how soda fountains work and it's all about the history of soda fountains or whatever. And they use that as the basis for their conversation. So they go away and do their right. ind- independent research on that subject using the notes in the article. And that allows them, I think to ensure that they've both gone away and uh, basically a- uh, arrived at the same narrative when they come to talk about it and to begin with it just sounded like two people talking one of them would say some facts the other would go yep yeah, that happened and also this another person would be like yep yeah. <laughs> and i was like why are they both affirming that each other no- like who's the person who you know doesn't know uh you know, this information, it just seems like two people affirming what they already know. What's the point? And as soon as I understood how it was made and and really started to slip into the the way in which um the episodes flow, I really, really fell deep into the podcast and and listened to it obsessively for, you know, a good year or so. I've actually started to get back into it thanks to you recommending this one, actually, Steve. So Thanks for that. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, the dynamic between them is amazing. And yes, they go off on tangents. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll sometimes go off for five minutes about Simpsons episodes they like, uh, and they'll go, right. So, <laughs> you know, back to the Napoleonic war or something <laughs> like that, uh, you know, beautifully <laughs> segued from a story about Krusty the Clown.
1: And, <laughs> <Did> you, uh, <laughs> I, <did. laughs> I love that. I love today, if I may, when he was saying, uh, he started, I listened to it again this morning and, uh, When uh, one of the guys starts singing the Sheena Easton for his eyes only, and then they have a they have a conversation about who was the Bond in that, and was it Sean Connery's (laughs) last one or Roger Moore's, and it's sort of interesting, and it just feels like if you if you're sitting down with a mate over a beer, you'd be having a chat, and you know you're talking about a particular subject, and then something pings in your mind, and you go and sort that out. You know, it's like really. uh, Comfortable. I yeah.
0: just think they know now, having done it for 300, 400 episodes, mm. they know the parameters of what they're doing and what's an acceptable amount of time to deviate uh, in the name of just having an authentic, casual conversation without yes. losing sight of the subject matter. I mean, there's never been a point where it's been like 15 minutes later and they've gone through all of the bond films and arrived at you know daniel craig's i'm going come on it's been 15 <laughs> minutes <are> <laughs> tell me about free speech yeah that's never happened which is great so um the, they are I, I i just i absolutely love it and their sense of humor is spot on as well and it's like exactly my kind of thing and i thought the free speech one was brilliant because obviously that's so pertinent right now and as you said um had a vague idea but the um nuances of it, uh, especially when it came to, they're talking about Facebook and about, um, you know, the things that you say on Facebook and essentially you're you're saying things in facebook's front room like fa- it's yes. d- free speech doesn't apply because y- you're on facebook's land and so the laws of facebook apply and it's just stuff like that you just realize the complication of it and even as you're realizing the complication of it you still come away learning stuff you don't go away and think well now i'm just confused you actually come yes. away having derived information so i would honestly say it's actually one of my it's one of the most consistent podcasts i've ever heard and one of my favorite podcasts probably in my top like three favourite ever podcasts I love it to bits, yeah there's yeah. some history, isn't it?
2: Doing that many episodes of anything, I think it's a it's a great subject for it because you 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 know stuff you should know you, you could you could go through everything ever, but to to just to keep going for that long is the longevity is it's one reason to listen alone, isn't
0: it? It's it's um, yes. it's impressive, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, it's funny they did have it's you can if you go right 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 back in the archives, you can hear the early early episodes when they were trying to suss out the format, and they were like these. Ten-minute episodes with, I think they had another guest host before um, Chuck came on, and it's so stiff. Like you can tell mm-hmm. that as soon as Chuck came on, the episode, the the show found its flow, and then it you locked into you know what it was always meant to be effectively. Oh, and also what's oh, another thing worth checking out is the videos they put up. There's one called "Don't Be Dumb." Have either of you seen any of the "Don't Be Dumb" episodes? Mm-hmm.
2: I haven't, no. Known. Oh, my no.
0: God, it's no. ridiculous. So it's basically um, Josh picks a subject where people usually, um, you know, get it wrong or don't understand. Okay. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, you know, I think... Um, dogs and colour blindness I think he does one on that but he just tells it while wearing this really ill-fitting sort of um blazer and with a chair and a pipe and has this really baroque (laughs) classical music playing in the background and then speaks in this really laconic have you ever wondered why Dogs are colourblind, and then we'll, be, and then we'll be hanging god. off the chair upside down or sprawled out on the floor. As he's saying it, it's
1: really right.
0: surreal. It's almost like, um, you know, it's like general knowledge mixed with like Dada performance art. So it's up my street, I, basically. I've got to be honest, you've not sold it to me in the slightest. No. That's great. I'm glad you've <laughs> described it anyway, because hopefully
2: someone listening will be into that kind of thing. Oh my
0: god! Yeah.
1: <laughs> really?
2: I,
0: I thought that would be the a rich. surefire winner.
1: I think the only person to listening will to be Jack when he plays it back. But there we go. But I, I have to say, yeah, um, I tell you what's quite interesting though, you say about like their subjects and how they. Uh, on this uh, Google chat that they did it was like an interview on a stage in front of like I guess Google employees I'm guessing but uh, they were just asked it's a really it's a it's, it's a really hot here today it's sort of 86 in the shade and the like uh, so it was put to them so if that's the case you know what would you do about that as far as an episode is concerned and it was really interesting just to hear they just bounced off each other just over a 30 second period about started off about well we did uh, what about well you'd talk about climate Climate change, really, and then you. have got what about sweating and why people sweat, how they sweat, and, and they amazing. said we've done something about that because we did an episode back a while where we talked about why did people, some people sweat coloured water, uh, you know, and then the the, the, the woman who was interviewing them said, "How do how well wow well, wow well, don't leave don't you know, can't leave it there what 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 is the answer to that?" And they looked at each other and clearly neither of them could remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's
0: the, funny. They
1: man. they quite endearingly suggested that we've done you know whatever however many years of it and you know strangely we don't remember every single thing but yes. it was um but it was just great to see how they bounced off you could ju- and you realize and i think freddie said you know it's almost endless what mm. stuff you could come up with and i have to say you just realize that you can you know um where i'm sitting now wherever we're sitting i'm sure we could look at something and say do you know what that would be a You'd yeah. never think, would you, unless you heard them, that that could be a 45 minute, one hour, <laughs> no. well, it one was hour show. You know? I, 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 know. I
0: actually reached out to them and um, on their Facebook page and I said, this was a few years back. And I was like, look, um, I want to know more about zoos because I don't really <laughs> understand whether zoos are a good thing. Uh, it's right. kind of an ethical dilemma for me right now. Uh, and they just replied back saying, yeah, we did one on zoos and just sent me the link. Uh, uh, you know, oh, it's wow. almost like, of course we've done one on zoos.
1: <laughs> yeah. but I've, got it,
0: it was <laughs> I've got a good question
1: for them. My question would be, I want to swim like a salmon against the flow.
0: <laughs> 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 Freddie, you have got our final podcast of today's episode. Would you like to introduce it and talk about it? Sure. Yeah,
2: and I think kind of continuing the tradition of me just throwing in a kind of a wildly different podcast. Um, this one is kind of in in kind of opposition to two that are quite conversational. I think this one's very produced and very well produced. It's um, Crime Town, which is a uh, Gimlet podcast, and I don't 100% know the history but I feel like Crime Town was one of the first podcasts that Gimlet did as an original series as opposed to uh picking up a podcast from elsewhere so obviously Startup was the podcast that kind of Gimlet emerged from um that Alex Bloomberg did and then they 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 in um kind of reply all which was from an older podcast called TLDR, um and then crimetown was one of the ones that they released that was one of their own originally produced shows which presumably has a relatively originally produced idea as the name suggests it's about it's about crime um it's a it's a crime podcast um and its focus is on um uh, providence rhode island um i think i think they are going to go to different american cities but they're still they're still on providence at the moment. And I just think it's it's just what what gets it for me is that it's just so well produced. Um I I enjoy uh I I do and I don't enjoy crime podcasts. Some are a little bit too rambly, some it's it's just a bit too one dimensional. So uh, yeah, I really enjoyed serial um when that ran. Um and I'm sure we'll come to serial in another episode of um episode party at some point because someone's about to pick it up as a favourite, I'm sure. Um and I kind of did and didn't like Criminal, um, which was which is another crime podcast. But Crime Town really got me because it's so story driven um, and yet grounded in reality, which is really, really nice. So the episode I kind of picked was kind of the very beginning episode, Divine Providence, um, which kind of sets the story up and like opens this kind of big chasm of like everything else that you could possibly want to know um about the kind of the story arc of of buddy cianci and 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 what happens to him and what he does and everything else but it's just really really well produced and it's got this kind of forward motion to it that you, you you just can't help but kind of like listen to the next one um well i can't help but listen to the next one and yeah it's just it's just really well done and it's just very very slick um, but has this kind of wonderful range of voices, and it's just yeah, it's. Uh, I think the producers are very good, and the hosts are very good at kind of stepping out of it and letting and letting the kind of subjects do the talking, um, which I think is a really really important part of this, and it, it just gives it this kind of grounding reality. Even though it's a it's like a mob story, which it feels like it should be a completely fictitious kind of film script, but it's not. Um, and I think the fact that they step away from it and let so many of the different people involved do the talking kind of gives it the grounding reality that it needs but they're still very good at doing the edit in a way that means that the whole thing gets pushed on which is lovely
0: nice so steve how yeah. firstly uh how far in are, Freddie? actually how far are you into it at the moment Freddie?
2: oh gosh i'm like maybe uh maybe five episodes in so i'm still still a bit kind of on the slow side here i'm, I'm not I'm, ca- I'm no that's a lie i'm probably about Mm, seven episodes in, right? Okay, Let's say that. What about you, cool. Steve?
1: I'm, 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 I'm into the third one already. I mean, I have to say, Freddie, this is an absolute treat. I uh, <laughs> didn't know what to expect, and genuinely, I've gone through a couple of phases. When I first listened to, it I mean, the opening was brilliant for me. Mm. I mean, just this, um oh, with that explanation, this lovely. I didn't even I wrote it down here. The questions, you know. Did he kick you? Answer yes. Where did he kick you? Answer on my right shin. Did he burn you with a cigarette? Answer yes. Question Did you have a cigarette burn? Answer yes. Where on my left eye? I'm thinking, oh my god, what is going on here? <laughs> um, and then it just opens up, and then they explain it's this is like transcripts taken from the um the mayor of providence who's being prosecuted for torture and kidnapping i mean and that's within about the first couple of minutes that you think i cannot let this go and then i then i then i stopped i'd pulled over the car and i'd gone a google search to find out is this real or is this a story is it is it fiction or (laughs) is it fact and then as the names and then it seemed to say well it was fact and i thought well that's okay wow it's even better but I just thought the production of it. I think the 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 sort of the the, the 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 little interviews, and I think the super light touch of the narration that you touched on there is brilliant because it, it's just enough to keep you going. But then what the people say, the clips, even from events like um, his 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 um, buddy uh, the mayor um, uh, science, uh speaking about his life for his book, the clips of that in there. Uh, his funeral and members of the ordinary community openly weeping at, his, at their sad loss exception was just it was just like a real it's almost like a documentary but it sounded to me it was good enough to be I thought almost like a radio 4 play production I thought the music in the background all of those things but again I think you referred to it's a typical you know sort of gimlet production it just the, mm. the production qualities are fantastic but I'm still not sure if it's true I'm I'm, I'm glad you've said it is because <laughs> it just seems unbelievable believe you a crooked catholic priest even the suggestion uh, that the head of the providence mob had an association and connection to frank sinatra i mean it doesn't get any better than that does it Really? <laughs> no exactly <laughs> fantastic. exactly I, I i think it's fantastic and i you know it, it's yeah really 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 good really encouraged and i've great so i think i've got another seven or so to listen to which i can't wait to do yeah yeah jack oh, well, exactly. what did you think
0: so um I'm enjoying, do you know, okay, so I-, I first listened to this one when it first came out. I can't remember when that was, but it was mm. a few months ago now, wasn't it? Yeah. It first surfaced. Yeah. Um, and I listened to the first episode, uh, and then I just went, nah, and I stopped. Um mm and uh, what i hadn't really done is listen properly <laughs> so it's key with podcast yeah. it's really key <laughs> yeah.
1: it's difficult being a salmon <laughs> <laughs>
0: so i learned my lesson um i went back to it cuz you rec- obviously you recommended it for the show mm-hmm. and you know really paid attention because i th- i think uh, the story is is excellent um There are so many lovely details in the production, like when they're telling you about the guns that they used in the initial um, uh, murder case that they talk about. And you can, they like load the guns and you can hear one in one ear and one in the other as if you're almost sat between them as they're Mm, preparing mm. to do this hit. And it's Mm. stuff like that, which I think. Is awesome and uh, I guess has a lot of debt to something like Radiolab, which is like super duper produced. Um, And yeah, it's so it's it's interesting. I'm I'm on episode three. Um, It is holding my attention. I want to see where it's headed because I want there to be more grit and rawness than there currently is. I, I I like the sound design details. There's a lot of music which for me borders on melodramatic sometimes um a lot of piano which is basically like and now you feel upset and or you know (laughs) a lot of spooky woodwind it's like oh something sinister is happening here and I, i think the interviews are so good that a lot of the time you don't need to have music putting you in that situation any more than you are um because the interviews are amazing. I mean, the people that they talk to are like people in the films. You know, the guy who says, uh, "You know, it's like a business. You just you don't get fired. You get fired at." Um, and then there's a guy who said something along the lines of, "You know, if you're going to be bad, you've got to be good at being bad and stuff." And you know, just yes. put in, yeah. in you know these really uh, thick mobster accents that I'm not going to attempt to do, but it, they are. It is like something, you know, out of The Goodfellas or something. So um, yeah. part of me just wishes it was a little bit more raw, but I'm going to stick with it because I, I I I imagine actually that that's where it's headed. I think at the moment, I mean, I, I'm on episode three. Um, Freddie, maybe yeah. you'll be able to drop a little hint here, but I've got a feeling it's almost at the moment putting the pieces in place. There's a lot of logistics going on. There's a lot of, uh, and he was friends with this, he went to prison for this and met this, and everything's sort of still in a state of assembly right now. And right I'm yeah, just I'm sure. waiting for things to almost um reach a bit of a breaking point. Could you mm. do do things escalate from where I am to where you are? <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: I think they do. I think I think that is fair to say. I think they do kind of um What happens at the beginning, which is kind of a little bit frustrating, I guess, but it does make sense, I guess, is that they're kind of like going off onto these kind of side stories about the Mm. other people involved. And obviously when that happens, you're kind of like your tension and your drama kind of drops again because you're back at the beginning of being introduced to someone new. Yeah. But it all just come back together. It just takes time. And I think I would totally agree in that I found it at points hard to kind of, you know, continue with it. You know, especially when I've just got other kind of podcasts I'm listening to. I'm kind of like, oh, do I want to listen to Claring Town right now? You know, is is that really what I want to do? You know, I know where I'm at with it and I'm just not really sure it's like grabbing me enough. Um, But every now and then it will kind of pique my interest. And then once I've listened to one, I tend to listen to another one straight after because it it does get really Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, but I think, again, it's that thing we talked about in the first episode with Nick. It's it's a very contextual thing. And I think I have to be in the right mood and the right kind of place um, mm-hmm. to listen to one. Um, so, you know, I have to be in a position where I can give it a lot of attention because if you don't, then you just kind of drop away from it completely. You know, as soon as you miss a detail, you're halfway through a story that you don't understand because yes. you've missed quite an important detail. Yes. Um, so you have to be kind of be in this place where you're really willing to give it your time and attention so it does demand a lot of you and it doesn't always kind of give enough back but I think it's one of those things that you just have to stick with
0: yeah, totally. Mm. And that's the thing, the problem when I first listened to it is that I missed one of those links. And suddenly you're hearing about the childhood friend of a character that you missed them being introduced in the first mm, place. And I was sure. like, I, whoops, you know, I don't care now because I don't know who this is. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I, I'm, obviously that's going to be expected. It's a story of mobsters. Like the whole thing is about in connect, interconnection and, um, you know, the tendrils of crime. And, uh, you know, you look at the uh, picture, it's a, was it a big octopus? Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, that's (laughs) the whole point is, you know, these tendrils of crime kind of writhe everywhere through the town. And so in order for them to depict how that's happened, of course, there's going to be forks and branches off that you need to pay attention to. But I'm glad you put it to the top of my attention again because actually when I listened again I was like do you know what I give this one um a hard time because I wasn't listening which is you know a bit um silly really yeah. <laughs> but Gim- it, it happens <laughs> it does <laughs> I mean Gimlet's an interesting one because I imagine we'll come back to to Gimlet podcasts um yeah mm. at some point but they are very hit and miss like super hit and miss I mean I, I never know when I'm gonna to listen to a podcast, whether it's gonna be something that I'm gonna be returning to every week or whether it's something after five minutes that I'll just throw in the trash immediately. Um so this one was I think leaning towards wanting to stick with it, definitely.
1: Sure. I just so from from just an observation I made that I've found I take the point about it sort of setting the scene a lot to start with and but I was just just, just coming back to some of the detail, I was just fascinated about the wise guys and that, you know, I, I've, I've heard the phrase before. I never quite, you know, knew where it all came from. But, you know, to be a wise guy was clearly uh, a recognised sort of rank and a way of being within the mob. Yeah. Um, I love this idea. Um where they're talking about the structure of the organization and you know, having been in corporate life most of my life, I can see these <laughs> corp- corporate corporate structures. I've never quite been in a structure like that. But what I thought was just made me you made made me smile was they say, and against each of the wise guys They'd have these numbers against them. Yeah. And I remember this bit, Freddie, and he's saying, you know, so yeah. you'd have a, a two, a four, a seven, or a one, or a one, a six, and a nine. And right. And but these each number was part of the code of uh, of what you were, what you you had a particular competence at. So this wasn't sort of selling, marketing, and uh, journalism. These were things like corruption, theft, money laundering. <laughs> And murder, so that when the big bosses look at the structure and they need a particular job doing, they look and he's got that. You know, it re- took me back a bit to remember. McDonald's used to have those on your lapel. You had so many gold stars you popped on as you, be- <laughs> as you became a thing. It is just so, uh, but it just shows it is real, real. Or, you talk organised crime. It just shows you, you know, that that it's quite scary and and it was happening and probably is still happening, but. You know, this is going back, I think, Freddie Get Me Right, it sort of starts, is it, in around the uh, sort of, is it 60s, 70s, isn't it, I think? I think that's right. I
2: think that's right. Mm. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I think you're right there. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. super. So, so, do, do, just as a question there, you mentioned, Jack, about the loads of the music, and we talk about Gimlet, and you say you will come back to it, I'm sure you guys will, but, you know, there, there, there must be a point there where a lot of what I've heard as far as podcasts concerned – you know, at the minute, production quality, and and me as a as a uh, you know somebody listens to quite a lot of sort of radio and uh, all sorts of radio, be it Radio Five, Radio Four a lot, and the plays and things. I you know I feel very comfortable in the gimlet sort of style of of you know really well produced studio produced type stuff, the music and everything else. But it sounds here, you guys a bit more experienced at this and this stuff. This. Perhaps they, they run the risk occasion of sort of overproducing. Does that, does that sound?
0: Yeah, they're, they're, I, I, I just think some of them are just almost too um, upbeat and slick for their own good. But um, sort of get caught in that thing of wanting to be conversational. Um, but uh, sometimes it just doesn't feel sincere um because it's yeah. in, within this very very slick context i mean they've got one called surprisingly awesome which um to be honest one of the ho- uh, one of the hosts of that was a film i think he's a film director he did the big short yeah. and yeah. um He just wasn't there for the first, you know, he was there for the first one and then disappeared for about five episodes. And so you just had no chance to bed in these hosts and and have them develop a really good relationship. And to be honest, probably develop a a really distinctive signature for the show as a whole. So, but it was produced in this, you know, there is something about the Gimlet style, which sometimes I'm totally on board with and feels appropriate. Uh, And sometimes I'm just like, oh. You know, it's just so too slick, too slick. Yeah, yes. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it comes down to to the story and and and
2: what's the you know the narrative of that particular episode in the sense that it, sometimes those gimmick shows often suffer from that thing that ninety nine percent invisible has, which is at the beginning ninety nine percent invisible every story was like a a plus excellent story Um, that was you know very well produced and I think as they've grown and as they've kind of uh, bedded themselves into the world you know to to podcasting and and become kind of like a household name in podcasts they've you know their production values have only ever gone up but I don't know necessarily whether every particular narrative and every particular story that they cover is as good and sometimes the kind of the production is doing a lot of compensation for the kind of not so perfect narrative or story or you know thing of yes. interest. Yes. Yeah, um, no, and I think I that's that's, that's sometimes what Gimlet suffers from as well. Like, you know, and I you know I'm a big fan of quite a few Gimlet shows, and there's a lot I haven't just haven't listened to at all. Um, but I think I think that's you know I think that's what happens. Reply All is another one where that happens from occasion to yes. occasion. I think I think it's an amazing show, and I think the vast majority of episodes are brilliant, and I'm sure I'll get onto them at some point, but. Every now and then you get one where it's just not quite as good, and I think that they they use a lot of kind of uh, the production of it to kind of make up for that. I think this is sometimes what happens with Crime Town as well.
0: Yeah, I think what's clever about um, we will talk more about Reply. Or I guess we don't want to get too much into that now. Sure. They yeah. have sections of the show that involve basically they they have um, segments where it just is a conversation between them two and um, you know the founder of, of Gimlet, Alex Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which obviously are very very probably very easy to do. And so I imagine if they find themselves with ten minutes to fill up and they're like ah you know nothing's really hitting us right now they can w- wheel him into the studio and um you know have a chat with him and that will fill mm. up the segment actually i really enjoy those bits but it's the uh, yeah. reply all's format and the way that it works seems to uh, lend itself to having stuff to to like you know to 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 fall back on
1: just on and it's a slightly broader i mean it's his podcast conversation about podcasts isn't it as well so sure I mean it was just I've I've been trying to because I've listened to very few relatively one is that obviously we've we've just reviewed three American based podcasts and you know just really struggling to find and understand where you'd get to find uh, you know, real good UK ones, other than those that may come out of the major sort of radio broadcasting sure. people, whether it be BBC and the like, which is quite interesting. But alongside that, what I've tried to do is I'm I'm, I'm interested in my own sort of a, a, a assessment and analysis of what what why 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 do I like certain podcasts and not others, and in it. And it you know, because it's such a wide area, I've been trying to come up with some sort of criteria. And some of the things we've touched on today are quite interesting. I mean, I, I've almost got like a five-point, uh, well, four-point certainly uh, analysis model here, which is a bit of a scientific way of looking at entertainment. But <laughs> it is really funny because we've come up with the things today. And it's a, for me, sort of subject matter, you know, is just a real. It's, if it's something I'm interested in or I'd like to know more about, then I'm, I'm I can tick that box. Mm. Uh, the presenters and their style, now early on, because all I was listening to was American, I did struggle a little bit with the Americanism and the, the style of talking sure. to people, you know. But then I, I, I got a little bit more patient because so I thought I got to listen to a few episodes sometimes just to get used to the people. And then actually, it, it, you know, you sort of find yourself a, a little more accepting of it. Hmm. Um and then the format of the episodes once there's something you like and it's got a familiarity you feel quite safe while you're listening to it sure and whether it's another one, it how i is it how i built this is another one i've heard i don't know yeah yeah. That. yeah that's got you know what's going to happen you know it's going to go yeah. and and it's find it very interesting and and then the quality of the production at this stage for me is quite important so i've heard a couple and I'll go back to Rich Roll. His first episode there—you ought to listen to that for the production quality. On the basis, he sounds like his head up a metal bucket or something. I don't know what the uh, what the score was there, but it was interesting. And I love the guy, obviously, I do really. But um, uh, um, but no, it's it's really interesting. So is that it? Uh, you know, for a subject for me is what makes a good podcast a good podcast. You know, and I'm I'm absolutely fascinated. But I'd be really interested down the track for you guys to. Um, send me links to any great UK podcast you think I ought to listen to.
0: Yeah, well, um, I mean, one thing as well I think comes into this, and um, we discussed it a bit with Nick, and we all sh- shared our thoughts at the time, but where do you listen to your podcasts, Steve?
1: Um, I... I do a lot of driving on certain days so like typically yesterday I had a sort of five hour round trip so I I caught up on the ones we were listening to today and then dropped in another couple so when I'm driving I do that but equally I'll do um, uh, when I walk so I do walking sort of two or three uh, times a week at the moment for an hour or so which is absolutely perfect um, to listen and types of things i listen to the walking ones i mean um you know uh, stuff you should know is great for that because it is a strange way i can i I listen to it it's interesting Uh, i'm not being educated because i've strangely i remember very few of all the facts that are given to me but i know i've been entertained and i find that quite quite easy i think this um crime town i think that i could pick that up and listen to it um you know pretty much pretty much anywhere um, I very rarely in part of what normally what I do would I sit down at, you know at home in a chair and put earphones on and listen to it there so it tends to be more a thing when I'm you know on the move or doing things um, I, I, And so how about, how about you guys is that similar or is it diff- different times for different types of listening or what
2: yeah, um, I, it, it is very similar, Steve. Uh, I, I'm not driving much at the moment, um, but when, I'm, when I am, that's that's especially long journeys. I tend to queue up a lot of them because I find uh, it to just be like a nice kind of comfort. It's like, you know, a conversation without having to actually sit there and have a conversation with someone, especially if you're on a commute when they're not going in the same direction as you. Um, yes. But I, I also find myself listening to them a lot when I'm kind of just doing housework, if I'm doing the ironing or the washing up or yes. you know just cleaning up or whatever. Um, yes. I tend to put them on my phone and stick my phone in my pocket and have them kind of follow me around the house um but it, they are those kind of times when you're kind of doing something else and you're you know probably on the move um it's very rare that I'll sit down and just listen to one um very very rare is it the same for you Jack
0: uh yeah I, I don't do that I mean the only time I get close to that is I think when I'm listening to one um maybe when I'm going to bed occasionally I'll put one on right me and uh my girlfriend Lizzie listen to the archers as we're going to sleep, um, which is, you know, I guess (laughs) (laughs) Um, old before our years. Um, But apart from that, no, it's generally I'm listening to stuff um, when I'm, you know, at the gym, um, when I'm driving obviously driving as I mentioned last time is a huge part of my my, my life, um, so yeah it's generally as an, a, a sort of accessory to something that would otherwise be quite mon- mundane, so you mentioned washing up I almost, mm. I've got to a point now where washing up is an absolute thrill because <laughs> I've got, you know <laughs> Providence you gangster bosses <laughs> <laughs> Providence gangster bosses trading whizzy lines while I'm, you know Doing the dishes, so it's pretty awesome. But um yeah, so it's 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 fast becoming everywhere. And now I've got a pair of Bluetooth headphones as well. It's just like the easiest thing ever to uh, to stick
1: them on. Yes, yeah. It's interesting the um, that you say there about uh, you know you know sort of where and how you listen. But then the other th- aspects of it I think about is that strangely very few of my sort of uh, not very you know, very few of certain my immediate circle of uh, sort of friends and the like. It, it's amazing of a certain age. Now, obviously, I'm uh, where well you can guess, Freddie. I'm older than Jack. You know that, obviously. <laughs> um, but um, it's really interesting how few people of um, uh, yes, you know, so there is a generational issue about it. I'm pretty damn sure, and I don't know why. Because the type of entertainment you can find in podcasts is exactly the type of stuff that people probably listen to in their cars on their on their car radios through the national sort of broadcasters, etc. Which is rather strange. And I know at the moment the podcast. Uh, podcast uh, some of the programs we talk about here actually are are also promoting aren't they and they're suggesting that you help someone uh you know find a podcast that might suit them if they've not listened to a podcast before which mm. um you know and it says a lot about i think the opportunity as well isn't it going forward
0: yeah it's 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 a really interesting point that the, the that it does seem that podcasts are largely condensed to a uh you know perhaps a, a a younger age range and i i guess that's the result of um maybe the route that people are getting into them so it's people who use smartphones frequently who are more likely mm-hmm. to dive into their podcasting apps it's sure um maybe that'll be bridged at some point and then the types of podcasts that will come out will perhaps um blossom a bit and change um yes yeah. we shall see great well this has been wonderful uh if you like what you've heard you can uh, check out episode party online it's episode dot party is our web address um we have also got a twitter handle at freddie i'm gonna have to go to it's, this it's episode underscore party wonderful uh steve thank you so much for for uh, for for taking part in this discussion here um have you got any thoughts that you'd like to leave people with
1: no well thank you thank you for inviting me along and um and thank you for the introduction to the podcast I've had through this process and um and I think you know <laughs> It, 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 there's a big gap there and I think it's great that you guys are talking about these things and um, I'm just looking forward to listening to your future episodes I really do, and really appreciate the opportunity
0: Wonderful, no problem Alright, I've been Jack Tutor. I've been Freddie Harrison
1: and I've been Dad Steve Tutor. Thank you very much, we'll see you next time <coughs>